0: We human beings have an inherent need to worship. Worship is in our bones, and it tugs at our hearts. We have this natural feeling that there is something greater than ourselves, and that we owe it a repayment. We have this feeling because we are created beings. We know instinctually, that we came from somewhere and we desire to go back, to reconnect ourselves to whatever created us. We want to give our Creator absolute allegiance and profound sacrifice. This desire lives at our core, in the center of each of our hearts. But, like any natural desire, like love or community, worship can easily become corrupt. Rather than giving ourselves over to our Creator, we instead dedicate our lives to lesser goods, traditionally to things like wealth, pleasure, power, or honor. We try to fill the God-shaped hole in our hearts with worldly things that can never adequately fill that hole. This corruption is understandable. Our Creator is ethereal, abstract, distant, absent, apart from us. While the things of this world are immediate, right here, tangible and enjoyable. Making sacrifice to God does not seem to carry any instantaneous reward. Not like a full bank account, or the adulation of my peers, or the ability to go anywhere or do anything. Sure, at some level, we might realize that wealth, pleasure, power, and honor will never truly make us happy, but they seem to have a better shot at doing it than God does. My friends, this temptation... To give ourselves, our entire selves, over to something that is not God. To return ourselves to something that is not our creator. This temptation is called idolatry. Idolatry is like the bracket of a sports tournament. All of us have competing needs and desires in our lives. And at some point, these needs and desires come in conflict with each other. Will I, for example, choose to go out with my friends, or will I stay at home with my spouse? Will I put money in savings, or will I buy that new phone that I have been wanting? These things are not always in conflict. We can often do both. But when they do come in conflict, we have to pick one or the other. And at the end of all this, One thing wins out. One thing will always be our most important thing. The thing for which we will sacrifice everything else. This is the thing that we worship. This is our little g-god. And if the little g-god of our tournament bracket is not the capital G-god of the universe... God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, then we are worshiping an idol. We have given ourselves over to idolatry. This is the key to our Gospel today. A rich man approaches the Lord and asks how to be saved. Jesus responds by telling him to keep the commandments. Now note please, there is nothing personal about this response. This is the Lord's answer for all people in general. If you want to be saved, follow the commandments. But when the man answers that he has kept the commandments from his youth, the Lord stops and looks at him. St. Mark makes a big deal about saying that. The Lord then looked at the man. From this moment on, Jesus is seeing this guy as an individual, not as one of the crowd. And when Jesus sees this man as an individual, Jesus first loves him. This is true for us, too. The Lord looks at us as individuals. And loves us as individuals with all of our unique good and all of our unique sin. But when the Lord looks at this man, a second thing happens. The Lord sees what is keeping this man from God. And and it is his love of money. Jesus essentially looks the man in the eye and says, You love money more than God. Give up your money and you will be saved. Now, this is not a general answer from the Lord. We do not all have to give up our money to be saved. That answer was for that man specifically. Because Jesus knew that if the two were to come into conflict, that man would choose money over God. So Jesus, in his great love, forces the conflict, and makes the man choose. The man goes away sad because he knows the choice that he should make and is not yet willing to make it. My brothers and sisters in Christ, there is going to come a time in all of our lives that the Lord is going to look us in the eye and force us to make a choice. The Lord will ask us to tear down our idols and worship God above all else. Because only when we give ourselves entirely to God alone will we ever be happy. Will we ever be saved. For me, my idol is time. I am very jealous of my time. So when I was told that I should make time for prayer, And especially when I became a seminarian and was told that I needed to pray for more than an hour each day, I was incredibly resentful. I had so many other things that I wanted to do instead. And I resisted it for many years. I still resisted. But I do pray. I do give time to God. Because whether I enjoy my prayer time each day or not, I know that time is my idol, and that this idol must be destroyed. And so I make my choice for God every day by choosing to give Him His time. I destroy my idol and remind myself who is truly my God. Now, if I may challenge you, if I may for a moment be the Lord, looking you in the eye and calling out your idols, I have found three idols that are especially present in society today. The first is time. Do we give God back the time he has given us? Do we set aside time each day to pray? even if it is only for ten minutes? Do we give him his hour each week on Sunday? I hear confessions all the time from people who go on vacation and have family visit and do not bother to look for a church. And these are the small percentage that actually confess it. Yes, family is important. Yes, vacation is important. But the moment we begin to choose anything over God, we begin to worship an idol. The second common idol is money. Do we give back to God the money he has given us? Do we use any sum of our money for the church or for the poor? Sometimes we have to sacrifice things that we want, like new phones or new clothes so that we can give a little something away. In a sense, it doesn't really matter where we give our money. It is the act of giving it away that keeps it from becoming an item. The final common item is politics. Do we give our allegiance to our God or to our party? Do our beliefs look more like the Democratic or Republican national platform Or like the Catechism of the Catholic Church? Would we rather follow our faith at the expense of the party, or follow the party at the expense of the faith? When politics and religion do come into conflict, which do we choose? My brothers and sisters in Christ, we can only ever worship one thing. Only one thing can make a total demand on our life and our loyalty. Our entire being yearns for that thing to be God, because it is God who created us, and it is God whom we long for more than anything else. Let's commit ourselves, here and now, to tearing down our idols. Let's enthrone God, and God alone at the very center of our hearts. Let's worship the one who created us, because it is only he who can ever fulfill the deep longing of our souls.